Uh, thank y'all for tuning in for another episode of the Blizzard's Ignorant Podcast, man. And listen, I am joined today uh, by one of my comedian brothers, man. I didn't, I didn't met this brother some years back. I, I believe the first time we worked together might have been at the Comedy House in Columbia, South Carolina. But I got to give a shout out to my boy, man. Uh, <laughs> this dude is the ultimate hustler, man. Lav Love. Lav Love. What's going on, Lav? What it do, Jay Bleasy? Nothing much, man. Hey, listen, I, I, uh, I, I'm gonna tell you like this: There's few people that I watch on social media that I go, uh, I look at, and I look at posts, and I go, oh, he ain't bullshitting. Like that's, like that's for real what he doing. Like you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. so, like, <laughs> like it's funny because there's no. You seem to me to be a person that somebody can't come to you and give you. Let me play devil's advocate. Like, like whatever idea you have, I feel like you'll be like, nah, that's that's what we're doing. And I'll go, all right, well, let me play devil's advocate. And you go, nah, nah, I'm not trying to hear that right now. Cause I'm I'm already my mind is set. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Like we about to go, we about to go build this arc right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm like <laughs> and I and I, I mean I love the positivity because like I really I really feel like like uh and I've seen the progress over the years, like you know, from what from the time we met, you know, we became right, right. You, know, uh, you know friends or whatever from a comedy standpoint. Just like the ideas that you have, and I just don't see you stopping with. If someone says I don't like that, you mean like, mm, I don't care? Like I'm still doing it. You know what I mean? Like I like just see like the, yeah. uh, and I love it, man. I mean, I mean, so this is I, I do take advice. I, I mean, not necessarily that I don't take it, but I listen. Yeah. So devil, a devil's advocate works with me, mm-hmm. but it, it depends on who it's coming from. There's certain people right. who I res- it's people who I respect, people who I know, not just going against the idea for the sake of going against the idea. Um, you know, then you know you, and then you know me. I'm always thinking. I I try to think outside the box. Right. So, right. so you you one of these people that, that I, if I could tell your responses, not necessarily because you're not feeling the idea, but your responses because. You just ain't there, See, right? I, then yeah, then I'm like, yeah, you don't get it. You he don't get it. He'll <laughs> <laughs> see you at the end. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. You don't see the vision. Yo, yo, you need to open your medulla oblongata right now. <laughs> so, so you know, so I do listen though. It just, it just all depends on who it's coming from. And yeah. uh, like, let me tell you somebody who I love to vet an idea with, right? Right. You know what? It, that's I funny that you. Yeah. And it didn't it didn't hit me until you just said it. Uh y'all of the same ilk as far as yeah. uh positivity. Chopping yeah. it up with y'all after a show is the same person. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know I mean it's like uh it's like it's like, you know, let me tell you about this idea I had. You like, yo, tell me more. Like, you know, it's not like I ain't got time to hear all that. It's like, nah, it's like what's good? Like tell me, like go like go further into that. Let me know, like, like what's your end game on that? Like that is the type of person Rodney has been when I have an idea and I get the same thing from you. You know what I mean? Like if mm. I pitch, like if I go, this is an idea I had, or this is an idea I thought about doing. And it's like, well, go ahead and do it, man. See what happens. Or um, that's a good idea. I thought about something like that, but maybe you want to try it this way. You know what right, I mean? Right. And that's like, you know, we had the, uh, when I had you on for a comedian chopping it up, uh, yeah. the, the information that you were sharing before we started the, the broadcast about um, the tools you use. Mm-hmm. Like you had all this knowledge on tools and I could see um, Lamont at the time was taking it in like, 
So I'm trying to get in this space. He might be somebody I need to talk to. You know, <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. Yeah, because my thing, because I always, you know, you know me, I want everybody to win. Right. If I can help, I, I want to help. Well, now, one of my biggest agitations is trying to help you or giving you these these diamonds and these nuggets, and then you be on that bull with it. Now that that does agitate me. Or if I'm talking and you and you you just ain't listening, it's like, dude, it's like I'm not talking. If I decide to talk to you and help you, I really I really want you to win. So if I'm trying to help you, and I'm, I'm and when I'm trying to help cats, I'm not trying to get you to do it my way. What I'm trying to do is give you the information that I have gathered over the years, right? And, and the the misdirections or or the failures or successes that I have had right. to help you exceed my level of success or not make the mistake that I made. That, that's all I'm trying to do. Not get you to do it my way. Just so just accept the 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 information to help you with your project, right. not to direct it, but to help you with it. So yeah, I just I just. I always want, I want everybody to win. Whether I have something to do with it, whether I'm going to get something out of it, I don't even care about that. I just, I'm, I'm okay with sitting back on TV like, yo, we talked about that. He, exactly. he made that happen. You know exactly. Like, 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 I love that. that. I, I would, I feel the same way. If, if, if I have 10 people that I know that's winning, how likely am I to be winning as well? Like, it's like uh, your connections become my connections. Like me oh, bringing oh, yeah. you up or you bringing me up is a benefit to me. So I don't, I don't necessarily say, you know, Lav Love becoming the next Kevin Hart is a benefit to me, regardless of whether someone goes, well, y'all don't even rock like that. Yeah, but he know me though. Like it's like it's not it's not a situation where he's gonna be like I don't know Jay. Like, he gonna be like no, that's my dude. I know Jay. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's, right. and that's the thing about it is is it ain't even gotta necessarily be a matter of somebody doing something for you later on. It's just mm -hmm. you you if somebody else get on and they hear your name in our business. A lot of times, that is just as that holds just as much weight as them having made the phone call themselves. You, you know what I'm saying? Sitting, you could be sitting in a meeting and ain't got nothing to do with what's being talked about, and someone goes, "Yeah, we're talking about getting him to host it," and you go, "Ooh," and they go, "Jay Bliss," and you go, "Oh man, that's my dude." Verification. And it's just that right, alone right. solidifies <laughs> right, you. Right. Right. On that project. Right. Verification. Yeah. But like like you think yeah. about it for a second. Like look at Amy Schumer, right? Or look at Chelsea, uh the Chelsea. So when Chelsea came yeah. out with her show, Chelsea Lately, every comedian that she's had on that show is a nationally touring headliner now. Whether they deserve it or not, they they have that on their credits, and you see them headlining week after week at the funny bones and improvs. Baby, and I go <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm one hundred percent. Adam Sandler, look, look, everybody who has been in the Adam Sandler movies can do one or both of the things. Either they definitely got their own, either they got their own movies, mm -hmm. or they're just like you. They're nationally touring headliners, and the only thing you know them from is the Adam Sandler movies. And you and you sit back and you look at the show and you go, they're not funnier than I am on stage. Yeah, but but, nope. but but the house is packed, 
And then like it's yeah. you know, and it's and it's what it is. It's like so yeah, I want I want people to win too. I, for for if it doesn't pan out for my own benefit, I still like oh I know I personally know that person. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's a that's a benefit to me. It makes me feel good because I go, I know that person. And then it validates your circle. It lets you it, my thing is it just lets you know you around winners, you round cats with winning mentalities and winning energy. So just, just to have been around them, Kevin, that that lets you know, okay, I'm I'm running in the right circles. I'm, I'm or your work or your work can pay off. Yep. Like you know, like you you feel yep. like my validation of my comedy comes from my peers. So for any of my peers that rock with me, they rock with me because they they know what I can do or they've seen what I can do. Right, right. If I if I have a, a birthday bash and I go, hey man, come be on my birthday bash show. Oh, my got you. Hey, come be on this broadcast. Oh, all right, man, just let me know the information. Hey, come be on my podcast. I got you. You ain't rocking with nobody. You don't you don't think it's funny. Like you're not <laughs> like you not you not gonna do it. You're like, nah, I know that joke gonna be corny. I ain't gonna, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like you got a podcast. That that's the whole part about it. And it's funny because even when I go and I uh try to get people on that don't know me, mm-hmm. they go look. Yeah. They go, oh, well, Tone X did the podcast. Oh, Roddy Perry did the Oh, Ali Sadiq did the podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, yo, they go check to find out why, wait a minute, why am I, am I, am I the biggest person you've been on? The, no, you're not the biggest person, but I just want to have a conversation with you. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that whole thing, the nuggets that you drop on this podcast, somebody else wants to hear that. Yeah. It's not about me and it's not about me trying to become this popular person. Okay. There are people that are listening. And there's people that give me feedback. Like, yo, man, I love the interview you did with such and such. I never heard of him before, but now I, I, I got him on my rotation. There you go. You, you take that all day. And, you know, one of, one of the biggest things for us, especially during COVID, is finding different avenues and different mediums to keep ourselves out there, to keep ourselves relevant. Mm-hmm. And you, you want to rock with people since – since you know it's hard to find, we all know it's harder to find a different an, an avenue that's viable. Yeah. So you want to create viable avenues, and you want to be a part of viable avenues. And you want everybody to 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 us to come together because we're all in this together. And that's the killer thing about this COVID thing, dude. Everybody at the house, Kevin Hart at the house, Chris Rock at the house, <laughs> everybody at that, Amy Schumer at the house right now, mm-hmm. everybody at the house. Yep. So if everybody at the house, we all at the playing field. I mean, and even even the, the ones that have started back slightly working at the clubs, they still ain't working in packed clubs. Nah. They, they're working in clubs with 130, 110 people. It's just not where it's not where it was. And yep. and and now as, as the more I hear about what's going on, I can't see it in 2021 either. Man. Like I don't see this coming to an end. I don't know what they're got, what they have to do to come to an end, but nobody's doing it the right way. Yeah, I mean, is is I think it's one of them situations to where, uh, and I, I don't necessarily want to go down a political road, but yeah, I think it ain't gonna stop till dum dum. No. Well, I don't even know if it's just him though, because here's the thing: over in Europe, 
the numbers start spiking again. And it's because people aren't following the guidelines. Like they'd be like, okay, it's been around long enough. We good. Let's start doing things the way we used to. And I go, yo, y'all, like, like you go drive past a bar and, and I, and I'm going to say this cause you live in Atlanta. Y'all act like y'all, y'all ain't shut shit down down there. Like, like, it's like, it's That's like the, but the crazy thing about it is it shut down. They just don't care. They just don't care. Like bars and restaurants here, they, they, they have the, um, they have the same restrictions everywhere else have, like limited seating, mm-hmm. mandatory social distance, and all that. We got all of that same stuff too. They just right. don't care. They just don't care. They just don't care. They out here like, yo, I'm here for it. Let me get the. They ordering the Rona at the club, yo. Let me get that Hampton <laughs> Coke and some Rona, man. <laughs> yo, that's crazy, yo. They ordering it right there. They at the strip club. God, I bet you got that Rona, don't you? They, yeah. man, these cats they don't care. They, they like YOLO out this mug. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And, and I don't think we've ever talked about this. Like I said, we worked together for the first time at the Comedy House in uh, in Columbia. Uh, I was mm-hmm. featuring for you for a week. That's when we had the week run from like Wednesday to Sunday. Oh, uh, I mean, like back in the day, day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, boy, <laughs> I think it was the good old days. Yeah, I think the first <laughs> the first time I worked with Big Rome, and then the next time I was down there, I was working with um working with you. That was mm-hmm. the first time they gave me a full week. Uh, the very first time they featured me there, I was featuring for Shane. Oh, uh, okay. On a Wednesday night, Wednesday night, and they let me feature for the first time. So I was like, cool. And I think uh, I was like, okay, so I'm working, like, you know what I'm saying? I was like starting to get my, my groove on and everything like that. And they was like, all right, we're going to give you the whole 25 minutes. I was like, oh, that's what's up. And I think what got me was your stage presence was like, you took that thing serious. Like you was on stage <laughs> clean. And I was just like, man, this dude is professional as hell. Like that was like what I got, you know, I'm like, for right, me, right. in my mind, I'm like, this is what a headliner is supposed to be, you know, as far as how you took it, how you went on stage, how professional you were, your cut, your, your lineup, is, the, the beard is always perfect. No, like, how you get that show? You better yeah. go see it. It was dope, <laughs> but um, I think the thing that got me was your closer. And then you did the thing about the R&B video. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was wilding out because I was like, he does this every show. Like, that's like, like I was like, it was like, it was mind boggling to me. But like, like, you know, back then, you know, everybody had a closer, but yours was like a shutdown. But my whole thing was this, like when I was like, okay, this is crazy. Like, I was like. He doesn't do this every show. That might have been like he did it this show, but he can't do it every show. But he was doing it. And let me explain it to the people so they, they got to find out. Oh, yeah. Because they, <laughs> they like, what the? Do, do, yeah. Video. So you, you would go a breakdown on all you, the only thing you needed to have in an R&B video was, and then you would break all these things down. We're all true, and it was all funny as hell, right? You would break all these things down. And then you would bring a, a female on stage and – have her do like all the things within the video. Right, 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 right. And then at the end, you would end up having her in a position 
where she was up <laughs> and her legs were straddled across your face, right? So, so it was that like- That sounds like a good evening to me right there. Right, right, right. You know I started but doing that joke at churches. Oh. <laughs> That's why I started doing that at churches. It was, uh, uh, so it was funny. The book was like, I, I got a joke. Yeah, no. Right, but it, it changed, like my whole thing is is like, and I'm, I'm like, I'm driving home, like I'm driving home going, how he do that every show? Does he know them people? You know, it's like one of those things where you got to figure out if wrestling is real or fake. You You're trying to figure out, did he saw the lady in half for real? Like the magic right. show. Right. So so it was funny to me because it didn't. It took me to after I worked with you that second night to realize that I had saw you before at the Big Chill in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Funny Man Robinson did yeah, that joint. Yeah, I go, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's where I remember him from, right? So I'm like, does he know these people or this and that, blah, blah, blah. So I'm mm -hmm. laughing because you had to have some horror stories doing that joint before, too. Like, you had to have a situation where you lost your balance or like. <laughs> Let me tell you, the joke, and but what it did is it made it, uh, it, 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 I learned the do's and the don'ts. It's just like any other joke, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You learn, Absolutely. You learn when to get in and get out of jokes or whatever. Like when I first started doing a joke, I was standing up, lift the chick all the way up. Right. And the thing about it is I never lift anybody who I don't think I can lift. That's thing number one. <laughs> but the problem start being is chicks would get into it and they be all leaning back or whatever. It's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I can <laughs> lift you. <laughs> I can lift you, but I can't lift you leaning back, grinding like this is the Jodeci video. That's not going to work. So then I, I modified it a little bit. You know, I get down on my knees and I start doing like that. And they gave me a, a better base. I'm not up as high. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah. Um, yeah. Now, now I when, I, when I saw you was lifting them. Like, <laughs> yeah. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, let me tell you. I was in St. Louis. And I almost dropped the chick. That's why I said, yeah, we got to modify this right here. And I was like, people laughing and smiling. And I'm looking at it like, bitch, you almost died tonight. You don't even know it. You almost, so, you almost lost your life tonight. But yeah, so uh but yeah, it's it's one of them things where that's I think that's the worst thing. Outside of that, that's about the worst thing that's ever happened because it's it's typically, you know, I don't pull anybody who don't want to do it. If right. you want to do the joke, you know, I ask for volunteers and then people can't hear me, but I'm talking to them. I'm like, yo, you know, this is what's gonna happen. I'm I'm telling you, you know, it's good, you know. If you're scared to get in touch or whatever, don't come up here because I am going to touch you. It is an R&B video. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want right. to handle me too moment. Right. Uh, so, I mean, but it, but typically it's, it's cool. Most chicks that do, and then I set it up to where, like, the first chick I bring up, I find something wrong with her and send her down. So, typically, the second chick that comes up, they super all into it. They like, yeah, I'm going to show them. That other chick that was up here ain't know what she was doing. She's doing it, right. It, set it off. Right. You know what I'm saying? That typically gets me a significantly better uh, volunteer the second time. Absolutely. So, but I learned that over time, though. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's a good, like I say, the showmanship, how to make sure you do things the right way, and, like, uh, you know, your closer – I, I I I laugh at, but it, I was laughing at that the same way I would laugh at Rodney Perry's opener, where he used to kick the chick out the chair, like you know, oh, like yeah. the whole <laughs> the whole thing. Like, 
I'm like, man, Cassidy Atlanta is just extra. I got me like, yo, wilding out on stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so that was that was dope. I remember that. And um, so where are you where are you originally from, Lab? I'm from ATL. ATL. So you're originally from Atlanta. All right. Everything. Yep. And you and you started comedy when? Started comedy in '95, yeah, late '95. I was I was in the army. I'm a veteran. Okay. So I was still in the army, and I started doing comedy while I was still in the military. And, All right. Uh, Fort Hood, Texas. In, in, in Texas. In, yep, in Texas. So was there a te- was there a club out there that you were uh that, that was your home club, or you just you were just doing it on the base and stuff? Uh no, let me tell you. When I started doing comedy, it seemed like it was always an obstacle. Uh, for her, the co- closest comedy club with an amateur night was in Houston. So I would drive three oh, hours shit. every Thursday to do open mic night every Thursday in Houston. How far of a drive was that? Three Two hours. Three hours. Yes. Three okay. hours for open yes. mic. Yes, every Thursday. You was wild and laugh. Hey man, listen to you. The stuff I've gone through. That's one of the reasons why I can't stop. I I gave up too much. I done sacrificed. I done went through too much. Um, Three hours for open mic every Thursday. Yep. So, and for people that's listening, open mic is five to seven minutes. Yep. That you may or may not get. Ain't no guarantee. That's the other part. (laughs) Ain't no guarantee with open mic. (laughs) Ain't no guarantee. Just because you there and you can be the first person there means nothing. Right. On open mic. But if you tell somebody you drove three hours, they're more likely going to be like, you know what? Yeah. They they, they, they could try to take care of you. All right. Um, I flew to New York to do seven minutes one time. Right. I um, like, you know that's like one of them. Yeah, there's you man, you you got to do what you got to do. I used to when when I got out the military, I got back to Atlanta. Initially, I ain't have a car. My car got stolen like uh, two weeks before I got the military. Okay, so I got back to Atlanta, a city where you damn near have to have a car to do anything. Right, and uh, so you know I'm catching the train. You know, in Atlanta, open might not might not end at one to two o'clock in the morning. And so the train stopped running in Atlanta, one o'clock. So it was like, yo, you know, you got to figure something out. So I used to rollerblade home. I used to be able to catch the last train to downtown. <laughs> and I would rollerblade uh, about eight miles to the house on Sunday nights and uh, Tuesday nights uh, from the comedy club. I you are lying, man. Come on, bro. Yeah, comic, it's like comics that I started out with, like Nard, Sea Dog. Uh, Tyler, uh, God rest his soul. They they'll tell you the story. They used to see me rollerblade. They like, lad, we saw you rollerblading up Collier Road. Yeah, they, they, they used to rollerblade to the club. Yo, that's again so- to to perform five to seven minutes and possibly the only we uptown. I never forget uptown. You had this manager named Valerie Farrell. Uh-huh. Valerie was cold. She ran a tight ship, and Valerie did not play. Right. And Valerie's one of them chicks where if you ever want to see the stage, you didn't run a foul of uh, uh, Valerie. Right. She'll, she'll shut your whole shit down, look you dead in the face like you are never going on stage here again. And she meant it. Right. And the first time I, I, I remember one time I had rollerbladed. It was raining, Jay. I rollerbladed up there and, and I had called ahead of time. I was like, yo, what the list looking like? Cause you know I'm going, I'm coming, but 
I'm building a rollerblade. And I get there, she was like, yeah, we done. We ain't letting no people on the list because other people came since you called me. Wow. Like, no, you got to let me go on stage. She's like, it's not happening. Jay, when I tell you I cussed that woman out so bad in that hallway, and but she didn't know I had rollerbladed. And so she was on some, uh, you can't never come in no more. Then Cash was like, yo, you know he rollerbladed to the club. She was like, no, he don't. It was like, yeah, you do. Then they was, she was like, what? She was like, and she came, she apologized, and she let me go on stage. But, dude, I was, yeah, I was dead. <laughs> Yo, that's a, dude, I, that's funny yeah. as hell. And you know he rolled I bet you get mad as hell when you see rollerblades right now. Like, you be like. <laughs> man, yeah. that's a wild story. When these, that's why when these cats have these excuses, for oh, me, yeah. it fell on deaf ears, man. I was like, I'd have made too many sacrifices. I'd have been through too much mm-hmm. to, to, to to just do comedy. Not even make it, because we ain't made it, made it yet. But just mm-hmm. to do comedy, I'd have made too many sacrifices to hear stuff like, man, I had to work tonight. Man, that, so? That's what huge. That, that huge. That's huge dedication, man. So you actually, so you actually were do you were doing comedy ten years before I even stepped on stage, man. I started. I, I graduated college in '95, and then I didn't start doing comedy until 2005. So you know that's like that's, woo, man. Oh, wow. yeah. And I wish I wish I had started in '95. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I um. I, I got out the army in '96, and I I got out the army right before the Olympics. That's why I came back to Atlanta. And okay. I was a security guard at Lenox Mall. People that ain't never been to Atlanta, Lenox Mall is like a very high end, one of our most popular malls in the city. And let me tell you, I uh, I remember one Sunday night, open mic night, I had to work late. Mm-hmm. I drove the security truck <laughs> from Lenox <laughs> to Uptown. Changed in the truck, went on stage, got on. This Nard was hosting, so I had talked to Nard. Nard's like, "If you come, I'm, I got you. I know what you're doing." So I changed clothes in the truck, went on stage, did my five to seven minutes, came back outside, put the uniform back on, and drove back to Linux. Nobody ever. Wow! Knew. And I could have got fired for taking that truck off property. Dude, you had that joint. You had to take the highway, did you? No, 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 no. Just straight up uh, the main street, Peace Street Street. Everybody okay. Knows. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Up Peace <laughs> yep, I that's what I used to do. I, I didn't do too much. To, yeah, to do, that, that to dude, do. that's serious right there, man. That's dope. That's dope, though. I ain't even mad at you for all that stuff, man. So, yeah. so like, uh, as far as, and I would tell you this, um, when I took, when I started this podcast and I started talk, talking to you about um, all the things that I've seen you do over the years, Things mm-hmm. that you've thrown up against the wall. I know you throw more things up against the wall than we could probably even imagine. But right, there's the right. things that you've done. I do appreciate the, the entertainment beatdown. Like the fact that you were, and, and I tell people this all the time. If anything else, consistency is what's going to make it pop. Yeah. And sometimes you feel defeated with stuff that we try to do. We be like, oh man, nobody really clicking on it. I'm trying to get right, some right. followers and things like that. But consistently, it was coming out. Yeah, like, entertainment beat that was coming out, and that wasn't something. And you were doing that way before a lot of the technology is out, like that we dealing with now. And <laughs> you had a yeah, pretty oh, yeah. good, like, oh, you know, oh, yeah. like you had to edit it and everything down, like so. Yes, 
You had the green screen and all that. Yes. Um, let me tell you, I uh, I used to take, Apple used to do this thing to where if you bought a computer from Apple, mm-hmm. any software that they made, you could take an hour class once a week for a year. Right. And so what I did was I used my hour to learn how to edit, to learn how to use Final Cut. And this was... If this was when Final Cut was complicated as hell. It ain't now. Final Cut is easy to use now. Right. Back then, woo, it was it was super complicated. Right. Back in the days, and so yeah, and that's how that's how I learned how to edit because it was like I wanted to do a show, and my thing is I used to do it in seasons. Yeah. And the people were like, why are you doing the seasons? The point behind the seasons was during the off season. My goal was always to learn how to do something from an editing standpoint that I couldn't be do before and introduce that in a new season. Right. And see, that, that's, so, like, that's like that's like an NBA player who made it to the NBA, and then in the offseason, they're going to work on something that they wasn't doing the season before. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without you know what I mean? Like, oh, I can, go, I can go left. I can go left just as good as I go right, or I can oh, hit yeah. threes now. You know what I mean? And that's always dope. Like I, like I said, it. I would, I would watch it just because I was like – it. This dude took time to make this, man. I gotta watch this. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like, like, man. Like. <laughs> I wish I wish more people thought that way. If people knew the work, yeah, that, you can tell that goes into it, man. Yeah, it it like every entertainment beatdown starts about it's about 15 minutes long. So then right. I gotta grill that down to five minutes or less. Right, and then it's got to be edited. I gotta find these clips and these cutaways and. Make right. everything add up. It t- it takes roughly a day to edit an episode of Entertainment Be There. Yeah, I mean, so, and yeah. I mean, it's probably gotten easier over the years as far as editing tools yeah. and things like that, which is which is beneficial. I mean, I use iMovie a lot for the stuff that I do, but right, right. That's like uh, you know, I-, I see some amazing stuff by people and how creative people are with just their phones. Yeah, exactly. So, and I'm like, man, that's crazy how they just did that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like I said, you were early into the game and I always put my hat, take my hat off because I go, yo, man, Lab was doing that like before we was even thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm about, to, uh, I'm about to actually fire the entertainment beatdown back up again. Uh, that's what Cass is like, yo, you need to start writing the entertainment yeah. beatdown. Yeah. I, I just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think of a, a new twist that I could put on it, something to, to give it a a even a different even a different feel or a different look, but still the same essence still be the same. So that's 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 my only dilemma. Well, that's my thing now. I'm just trying to create that. And and once I figure that out, yeah, we're gonna be ready to roll. Don't worry, man. I'll be one of them loyal uh watchers again, uh, as far as like being able to watch it or whatever. But I'm I'm pretty sure it'll be dope when hey, it comes man, back out. That. Yeah, and then like I said, I mean, all that content is still out on YouTube, right? Like it's still out. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's oh, yeah. still out there. So, like I said, you never know when it, it it it'll just catch fire. Like it's crazy how people don't realize their content is out there, and then all of a sudden someone starts watching it, and then it goes viral. Yep. When you don't, when you least expect it. Yep. Like my most viewed video on YouTube is a video I can't stand. <laughs> 
Don't right? But, always, I, you know, but I can't take it down because so many people be watching. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, you know, it's like, whatever. Like, I'm just going to leave it up because maybe it's going to draw, draw people to look at something else. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like, whatever. You know what I mean? So that's the whole, that's the whole, the crux of, uh, the, of, of our, our, our being. You know what I mean? I would, uh, now let me, let me talk to you about this because this just recently happened. So you were on the road doing the Tesla uh, power-up tour. Okay, yep. This was a brainchild of yours. Yes. And I'm going to see if I can explain it properly without messing it up. Okay, okay. So you own a Tesla. Yes. You enjoy driving your Tesla. Yes. And during the pandemic, you came up with an idea to say, yo, I want to drive across the country. Yeah. And I'm oh, going okay. to, I'm going to, I'll, yeah, I'm going to drive across the country to the West Coast, and I am going to stop at these power-up stations, super power-up stations, and I'm going to perform live comedy shows for free for anybody that wants to come out and come watch this free comedy show. Right, right. That's and, it. Right. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. No, what? First thing I said was, that's crazy, right? Because we black. So <laughs> like, like the thing, like the first thing I think of is you're driving across country, right? Not not to right. somewhere we familiar. Like you're not going to Atlanta to New Orleans. Like you're going across right. country, right? And like I just know from my standpoint, we ain't walk up everywhere. We just not. Like, like people don't rock with us everywhere we go. Like we might get double takes depending on what part of the country. We we've done traveling. We do comedy. Right, right. We gotta drive through Alabama. We know how it is. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, so I was like, yo, that's crazy. But then when I saw like the footage, I'm like, this dude is really out here by himself driving across this country in his Tesla. Like, like and I was like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean so, so this this was the thing. I um, I was I was, I was. It was one of the things I wanted to do something outside the box, like yeah. like always. Right, uh, right, right. So right. when I came up with it, I didn't I didn't mind driving driving. Actually, that was the big thing. Everybody's like, "Yo, you gonna drive across country?" Actually, that wasn't even that wasn't even the for me. That was the small piece of it. That's that's one of the that's one of the the most calmest parts of our job yep getting on the road getting in your car and getting on the road like i yep. if someone told me hey man you in ohio next week i can't wait to jump in my car yeah like that 10 hour drive eight hour drive or whatever it is that's the most calm i can be through that whole week process yep you you it, it, you don't mind yeah so i didn't mind doing that uh for me it was it was more of a uh, just trying to get people to come out, just like being in a space where you hope that people just would hear about what you was doing. Because the only thing I was I wasn't selling nothing. The only thing I was giving away was free laughs. Right. It was it's pandemic people dealing with a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's like yo, just hit the road. We just going we gonna share this this gift that we've been blessed with, the ability to make people laugh. So that was my whole thing. I just so the. The biggest thing for me was getting the word out and getting people to come out and check it out. And some people did, some people did. And then it all got shut down because we got Karen. Right. Got right. Karen. Uh, yeah, it, it was, I was in Oklahoma City. 
Mm-hmm. That was the second to last date. And so this this is okay. So this is what happened. So a person from Tesla who who I'm not gonna call anybody out because I, I don't want anybody getting in trouble. Right. So he was like, yo, you know, I told him about the idea. He was like, yo, this would be hot. He's like, yo, if you start this or you get this done and I get the footage, we might can make something happen with the company with this. So I'm like, cool, bet. So that's why it made me gung-ho to do it. Right. So I started doing it. And so I get to Oklahoma and I'm setting up to do it. And lady, and I had called the mall because I know how malls can be a little funky about you being on their property. I had called ahead of time. And initially she was like, cool, you know, I'll let mall security know, whatever. So I get out and I'm setting up, got the banner up and everything. Security come out, I was like, yo. Uh, I was like, yeah, I talked to mall management already. They was like, yeah, but she called Tesla and Tesla said they don't know you. And which would have been true because the person that I talked to was not at the corporate level. Right. So right. they would not have known me. And this was not necess- this was not a corporate sponsored event. It was something that I was doing basically what would be calling the entertainment industry guerrilla style. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So so that was a possibility. So I was right. not necessarily mad here. I thought calling Tesla was doing a little bit too much right there. Cause if it's me, I'm like, yo, you know, I ain't seen no paperwork on this. I don't know nothing about this. So this can't happen here today. You know what I'm right. saying? So th- to me, that's doing your job right there. Right, if right. You to right. go to the extent to call Tesla, he was doing the most. So not only did she call Tesla, but I had, because I knew this, this was always a possibility. It was a restaurant whose parking lot backs up to the mall's parking lot. Okay. So they share a grassy knoll. And so I had already talked to the restaurant and the manager of the restaurant say, just in case this didn't pop off at the mall, my backer was here. And the thing about it is their parking lot overlooked the supercharger. So even if I'm performing in their parking lot, it still would have looked like I was at the charger. Chargers, right, so, right. But she called the restaurant and told him, hey, he's not with Tesla. You shouldn't let them perform in your parking lot either. You know what my question is, right, Lav? Yeah. What had it happened if you weren't black? That's a great question. I just don't feel like she would have gave you the same pushback. That's a great question. I just don't feel like she would have gave you the same. I just don't. Yeah. And then, like, people can be like, oh, you make it too much of it. I just don't. I don't. I've seen enough. I've yeah. seen enough happen where how I get presented or how I get approached or the aggressiveness yeah. comes from me just asking a question. Yeah. You know, like, I've walked in the venues before and they go, can I help you? And I go, yeah, I'm the comedian. And they go, oh. And I go, <laughs> I go, okay, I go like, like, what's with that? What's with the attitude? You know what I mean? Like, you know, rip. I know, I know, yeah. I know. Oh, can I help you? I'm the entertainment. I'm the, I'm the court jester. Like I'm here to yes. make you white people laugh. You know, it's like, it's like that's the whole, whole part of it. But I mean, I, I'll put it like this. I thought it was a dope idea. And like not knowing until the thing happened in Oklahoma City, Mm-hmm. Like exactly, exactly how this was happening. I really thought that it was actually going to turn into something big. Like I thought that Tesla was going to be like, all right, we are actually getting crowds. We're going to have a commercial and now it's going to be sponsored. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing I'm, I'm looking at, right? The, the Tesla power up tour. And this is what I foresaw happening. Yeah. You was going to do this trip cross country on your own. You was going to get people to come out, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And Tesla was going to be like, yo, can you do it again? 
And that, can you bring can you bring people? And and that, like, that was that, that was, was the like, mission. Yeah, right. That, right, was, right, that right. was the mission. It's, but everybody was everybody was geeked about it except for Tesla. <laughs> uh, but but the thing about it though, this, let me let me say this though, in, in defense of Tesla, because some people like my dad was not happy about at Tesla. He was right. like, oh, he was but I told him I was like, yo. First, they didn't do anything. Shutting it down wasn't anything I don't think any corporate entity might not have done. Yeah, That's thing number one. But thing number two is for the chick to be the first person to talk to them about this, right? we have no idea what she said to them. Right. See what I'm saying? You, you right. don't know what venom she put in there. Right. How did, did she tell him actually what I was doing? You know, she could have like, he's out there. I think he's trying to sell tickets. He's blocking the chargers. See what I'm saying? You block it. Right. Since her, her attitude, like her, she's not a good person to put the presentation out there. Exactly. But here's the thing. Exactly. So here's, here's, here's the thing. And, and like I say, it's, you know, hindsight is 2020, right? So I'm assuming that the person that you were connected with was, was a brother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, my idea around it, just from a networking standpoint, how I usually network with people, mm-hmm. before I actually would have hit the road, before I actually would hit the road, I said, dude, who you know from a corporate level like us? Like, yeah. who you know? Like, yeah. tell me who you know, and let's get them on the phone. And let's talk to them. And let's, let's, let's brainstorm. Because I feel like if you would have had that one corporate person, to, to be, be able to be like, yes, to be yeah. on your side, you'd have been golden. You'd have been golden. I, I think, I, I, I don't disagree with you. This right. is the, my, but let me tell you where my head was at with it. Mm-hmm. My head was, it, it's, it's, we're at the end of this, we ain't even in the summer, we're in the fall. Right. So it's starting to cool off. Right. Um, and it was such a monumental endeavor that uh-huh. I thought about it longer. I might not have did it yet. Well, here's the other thing. Here's the I other thing. Let me let me explain to you too how our mind works, like as comedians, and and, and how we're trained. As as long as we've been in this business, we don't like hearing no. No, we don't. We don't. So we set ourselves up in situations where yes is going to be the answer most of the time. Yeah, this is true. This so is- once you got the, that's a dope idea, you ran with it. You're like, all right, that's all I need to yeah, hear. You know what you're, what you're, right. you're right. I was like, yo, let's let's make this happen. Let's let's jump right. out here. Let's right. jump out the window. Yeah. What right. you can't shoot. Damn. <laughs> and that's crazy. It's crazy because if somebody came up to me and was like, um, yo, you should go out to LA um and, and see if you can get on stage. Like, my first answer is going to be, nah, I ain't going out to L.A. Yeah. Because I know in order to get on stage in L.A., you got to know people. Like, you got to find out a week in advance that you're going, two weeks in advance, maybe a month in advance, that you're going to be in town just to get on three stages while yeah. you out there. And depending then we're on who you know, yeah. Depending, depending on, who, depending you on know. who you know. And it's if it's never a situation where you can just walk in, show up, and then they'd be like, yo, you can get on stage. Yeah. So that that's where, you know, that's where our lives are, you know. Same yeah. thing, the same thing with Atlanta. Like, I don't live in Atlanta, so if I was gonna go to Atlanta, I gotta connect with people. I gotta call yeah. you. I gotta call Marvin. I gotta call Rodney. I'm like, yo, trying to get on stage on on, on Thursday. Where I gotta go? You know what yeah. I mean? They're like, oh yeah, come with me. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. <laughs> or, or let me make a phone call. Yeah, let me make a phone call. Exactly, exactly. And that's just 
that's just how it is. Um, and and I don't fault you, man. I just felt like I, I, I was like, that's messed up. I mean, I really felt messed up about it. And I, you know, I hit you with the message like, yo, that's that bullshit. You know what I mean? That's yeah, just yeah, how you we yeah, you, yeah, you did. It was people was bugging. They was like, oh, you took it like a champ. Let me tell you, I always say this. My my shit. We we in a no industry, you know. Yes. We in an industry where the reality is ninety percent of the time you get no's. People think because you post <laughs> the yeses that it's mostly yeses, but it's actually ninety percent no's. Yo, talk, talk about this. Like we can talk about posts with somebody yeah. in the green room talking about yo, blessed to have another sold out show. I'm like, dude, why you ain't showing the audience though, man? Like exactly. we know that we know it's only forty people in that joint. Exactly. night, bro. <laughs> or we out here on the road. We out here getting it. You know, we gotta eat. We gotta eat. But then you ain't tell the people you only making a buck. 25 for the show, man. He told nobody that. <laughs> so. Listen, man, I, mean, I don't think people, and then I I, I kind of, I'm upset with some people with their post on their comedy career because I go, you're giving a false impression for people that don't know this business. Oh, like, yeah. I understand they want to see everybody oh, yeah. winning and things like that. And then, like, like, you know how your friends are on the phone, man. I see you doing your thing. Yeah, and you go, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Like, like, like your your yeah, attitude is, I'm out here grinding. I'm still grinding. Yo, nah, man, you, I always see you working. Yeah. And I go, yeah, but only my money knew. ain't right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> my money ain't right. It's yeah. funny, but I, I laugh with other comedians. Oh, uh, like hit me up, like, yo, Jay, man, you always got dates, and I go, <laughs> I go, yeah, dude. Um, I got twins, man. Like I got, I got bills. I need to be, I need to be somewhere on somebody's stage. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. But but cats don't know is like, yo, I'm out here. I got 30 dates, but it take these 30 dates to make what some cats is making in in one week, one weekend. Yeah, yes, yes so. one weekend. And, and and that's the that's the that's the crazy thing about it too. Like, um, I was shocked um, when I I was in when you you were in town. Uh, I, I went, I was at the Comedy Zone at my home club. I walked mm -hmm. in. I wanted to come check out uh, Corey Holcomb. Right, right. So I was like, all right, I'm in town. Corey in town. Let me go out and check out the show. They was like, all right, come to the stage and feature act for the night. Y'all give it up from Atlanta. Laugh, love. I'm like, laugh, here. Like, you know, I'm, I'm tripping in the back. Like, yeah, I'm making all this noise, right? <laughs> like, and they're like, yo, I was like, yo, that's my man, right? So you go up there and you do your set and you walk off and I go, yo, when, when the hell you like? And then you like, yeah, man, I be traveling with Corey all the time. I'm like, when? You know, I never knew that you yeah. traveled with Corey. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, this is wow. I missed like half of Corey's set because we in the in the, yeah, we in the back chopping it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So oh, I was yeah. just like, how? Like, is that just a, a relationship that you known over the years? Like, as far as comedy, just. Yeah, uh, Corey, Corey and I have been friends for, we've been friends cool uh, for a while, but then he hit me up. He was like, yo, I need somebody to uh, do some dates, da, da, da. And then that's, that's in the essence, in the simple, keeping it in its simplest terms, that's how it started. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. I just got added to to some dates and, we, you know, we, we ride, rode that train while I rode. But I, and I learned a lot, you know, yeah. Corey, just, just about certain industry. Like Corey is a, uh, he ain't, of course, he's not at the Kevin Hart level, but he's a bona fide celebrity. 
Oh, absolutely. He's, he's absolutely. a bona fide celebrity. So just seeing some of the stuff that he had to deal with while we was on the road, it taught me a lot. It was like, okay, okay. So if you get to this level, this is this these are the mechanisms you need to put in place. To, this to is the bullshit you're gonna yeah, have to deal yeah, with. Yeah, right? you know what I'm saying? This is <laughs> these are the mechanisms you need to put in place to deal with the bullshit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So yeah. so I, I learned a lot of stuff from that right there. Uh it, it was it was it definitely was cool. Uh, I learned that I thought it was a simple one of the lies I had told myself for years that you know if you get on and you get into these clubs if these own if these managers see you perform you you you'll be in there and I learned that the managers that don't way. book the club so they, they don't, don't have no say so in who they comes don't. that club. So here's the here's the crazy thing: the club manager doesn't, the owners do, and then there's the booker. Yep. So the booker is different than the manager, and the booker is the same people that books the the features, right? So yep. here's the here's the dilemma, right? So you got headliner coming in town, you got a booker that's trying to book a feature, and then you got a headliner that's bringing his own feature. And then they're yep. like, okay, so then I was the feature a lot of times going, nah, that that got canceled. They bring their own. And I go, ah, oh, damn, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. And so I'll explain to people that don't know, right? So when you're a, a headliner of the stature of a Corey Holcomb, right? Um, they give you your pay, and then you get a bonus based off sellouts. So if you if you sell the club out, you get an extra bonus. Right, right. What the club sometimes does, they'll try to bullshit you on your numbers and go, nah, we papered 10% yeah. of the room. Yeah. And they won't give you the bonus. So what headliners will do is headliners will go, nah, no comps on my show. Yeah. And they'll hire somebody to go count people coming in the door. Yeah. So when they once they get to that 350, they go, yo, 350 people came like, all right, I hit my numbers. Then they go, they go settle up at the end. They go, yo, you didn't hit your numbers on Thursday. Like the bullshit. I got the numbers right here. Yeah. They're like, nah, we hit 270. Like, yo, I pay my man right here to count people come through the door. They got 350. Legitimate head count. You have a legitimate head count. Well, we paper. Well, I told no comps. I said no comps in my contract. So that's on you. So, so you better pay me my money. Right, you. exactly. And that's the kind of stuff that you have to deal with. Like, they will take your money. They will take the money, and they know that the Urban Acts are going to bring more revenue in in a weekend than any other kind of act that they, go, they can bring. I'm going to tell you right now. You can have Amy Schumer coming to a funny bone. Mm -hmm. You know those are going to sell out, yeah. right? But a DL Hewley going to sell out the same amount, and they're going to have to add a show for DL. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And it's crazy. It's crazy. But but and and it, and here's the thing: Amy is recent. DL been doing comedy for years and he's still yep. selling them out. Yep, he Kings of Comedy. He he before Kings of Comedy actually before before Kings that was selling them out. You see what yep. I'm saying? So the longevity and they know when an urban act come to town, it's selling out. It's selling out, and yep. them people coming to spend money. Yep. And and it's crazy because. Me, you and I can't get a weekend in those clubs to headline, even though our stage show is right in line with any headliner that they bring into that club. Right. 
Like the last per minute is gonna be the same. Yeah. Um, from beginning to end is gonna be hilarious yeah. jokes, right? Yeah. And they won't give us the show because they say, quote unquote, we won't sell tickets. What happens is, and I'm I'm just giving this example for people that's listening so they understand exactly how this business works. Corey Holcomb works for ABC Talent Company, Talent Agency. He's with ABC Talent Agency. Mm-hmm. They say we want Corey Holcomb on February, the, the second weekend of February. You can book Corey, but you're gonna have to book um, Lav and Jay Bliss. You got to give both of them weeks, or you can't get Corey. Yep. And they go, okay, we'll give uh, Lav the first week in March, and we're gonna give Bliss the fourth week in in March. Okay. All right, you can get Corey in, in February. And that's how that roster gets filled. And when you go to the comedy club, you go, who the hell is that? And I ain't never heard of that person. Well, they work they work with ABC Talent Agency. Yeah. And guess what? That person ain't selling up the show because you don't know who they are either. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, <laughs> say, I, let me I, I take that one. I take you another step further. And I'm okay. not going to call them names, uh-huh. but... It's only like four headliners that sell tickets for real. For real, for real, right. For real, for real. Right. But a lot of these cats come to these clubs who have these names. Yeah. But still, they still have to paper the room for them. Absolutely. They still have to paper the room for them. So if if I'm comic with the name, and I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm catching myself because I want to say some names because I listen. I listen. This is bliss is ignorant. I can say names because I can basically call people out and I can say I know that they not selling out show. They not oh, selling I mean, out it's, show. It's, it's plenty like for like my dude, uh, uh, Bill Bellamy. He's I not going to sell right. He's not going to sell out. Now he'll get uh, um like if he's there on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he won't sell out Thursday. He'll sell out the Saturday first show um, and and maybe the Friday late show. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Yeah. And so now I've seen Groupons for like $5 for Bill Bellamy. Mm-hmm. Buy one, get one. That's the same stuff they would do with a Jay Bliss or Lab Love. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same stuff. Absolutely. But see, but here's, here's the crazy thing about it. It's like... Uh, you you want to be able to and, and it's like they'll take they'll take a a white comedian that's only been doing comedy for six years and give them full weekends. Yep. And I've been doing comedy for it'll be fifteen on November second. And I know I'm strong. And and I've I've had to open for a six year white comedian and I go. <laughs> You have a hard time following me, brother. I'm gonna just tell you that right now because I'm starting with all closers. Like I'm not playing with y'all. Like and they not. don't. And the thing about it is, the white boys don't want black comics working with them because not a lot of times. Yeah, they don't want that kind of heat. It's funny because um, I had a comedian tell me one time, "I'm you high energy." I go, "I'm not high energy. Like I don't move at all on stage. Like I'm not." I don't jump around at all. Like I don't even move. Like I'm, I'm like standing still. My jokes are high energy because yeah. the laughter is so hard. You know what yeah. I mean? But it's funny, man. I had I had a comedian tell me I could yeah I couldn't work with him no more. Wow. Now another comedian who is a uh, a nationally known comedian has a uh, like one of the top top podcasts 
in the nation. Um, told the manager of the club, who told me right after they left, this was a black manager. Uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, I, he's hard to follow. Like, I, oof, I, don't, I don't think I want to work with him again. And, to, and then told the manager, I don't know of any headliner that you you, you put in put him in front of. And I'm like, dude, you're hurting my you hurting me getting booked. Like, don't do that. Yeah, don't yeah, don't do that. You got to if 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 you got that type of mindset, then you need to you need to bring your own, you need to bring your own over. Then you don't have that problem. Right. But then here's the crazy thing about it. It's always gonna be that. Like you're always going to get to a point where you're gonna have heat in front of you. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. Like it's it's going to happen. Yeah. There's gonna be some young dude two years from now that's gonna be on stage before me, and he gonna light my ass up. Yeah, then you just gotta know the tricks of the trade to to, to fight through that. Exactly. Like yo, this dude killed this dude killed the room. Like what am I gonna do? They're like yo, it's time for me to go tell my jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just what it is. It's just it's just a part of the game. It just happens that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, let me tell you, these it's one of them things where you I remember Quake. I just think it's the headliner. See, and that's the thing too. Being a headliner is mm-hmm. bigger mm-hmm. than just being a dude that go last. Forty five minutes. A lot minutes. of stuff go along with a lot of stuff go on that forty five minutes, exactly. <laughs> a lot of stuff go along with it. You you need to be able to follow whatever went in front of you. Yep. Um, you gotta be able to do the time. I mean, this is it's it's typically the headliner should be able to sell some tickets. Uh, a true headliner can sell tickets. It ain't even a typical to it. A true headliner can sell tickets. If you don't sell tickets, you just the dude that went last. Right. Deal with <laughs> you got to deal with it. Deal with the check drop. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, you got to deal with checking people talking. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's and you still they expecting you to produce because you're the last cat. You're the last so cat. They want you to bring it. That's absolutely. I I've stepped on stage plenty of time and go. I'm I'm, uh, I'm the headliner, so te- I said so. Technically, I'm supposed to be the funniest. So we'll see how mm-hmm. that goes in a couple minutes, and everybody will just start laughing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. So what I like to do, man, on, on the Bliss is Ignorant podcast, man. If you've ever seen the Actors Guild Studio with James Lipton, rest rest mm-hmm. in peace. Right, right. Uh, he would he would fire up fire off questions and then the guests would answer the questions based off it. I've remixed a little bit, so I'm gonna hit you off with these questions. Okay, give me what uh what you got. Let what's your uh, what's your favorite word? Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. What's your, what's your least favorite word? Uh. Pussy. I hate saying it on stage. <laughs> yeah, it just, it's so hardcore. I just, I know, right. Yeah. right. That's crazy because like uh is there any is there any topic you won't touch on stage? No, it ain't nothing. Ain't I, nothing? I think yeah. I think you it's like Chris Rock say, everything funny is about the timing. Timing of it, right. Like, right, right, right. Like right after 9-11, if you did a 9-11 joke, dude, you finna have problems. They you might know. Somebody might run up on the stage. Right now, there's a million cats with 9-11 jokes. Did you? So you work with Corey. I know yes. you work with him. Now, yes. Did he ever tell you the one that he told at Virginia, at the Virginia um, 
campus right after 9-11? No, ain't no telling. <laughs> oh, he said, he said, it was so bad. He go, dude, I don't give a fuck. I, he said, I felt bad when I said it, but then I was like, man, fuck it. So he said. He don't be, be caring. He just say that shit. He said, I'm a, he said, this is a, um, he said, this is an invitation. <laughs> of a dude on the back of the plane at 9-11 and he was like ah! and it stopped right <laughs> and then, so I was like yo what he goes wait wait he like, ain't done he goes here's an imitation of the dude in the front of the plane he's like eh. and I, I said dude yeah, yeah I heard him I said, dude, yeah, stop he, man yeah, I was like dude come on man and it's like it's like he goes man I was like I don't I don't care man it is so funny because I remember um, I worked with him at uh, UNCC, and I was married at the time. Yeah. And my wife, my wife at the time, she's like, I do not like him. I was, <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, dude. You had some women that feel that way about court. <laughs> yeah, the way, yeah. way he be talking. And I met this dude backstage, and he was like, he was like, that's your lady? I was like, yeah, man. He's like, y'all married? I said, yeah. He's like, y'all got kids? I'm like, yeah, man. He was like, what you got? I was like, we got twin girls. He's like, they're yours? I'm like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, they mine. He talking about how you know. I'm like, yeah, that's Corey. Man. I said, I said, they look like me. And he was like, man, she could have been messing with a dude that looked like you. I was like, man. Yeah, you got yeah, to be strong. <laughs> like, I'm like, like, this dude wild as hell, man. Yeah, but that's yeah. just like. Just yeah, you gotta let, yeah, you got to let Corey have it. Like, I called Corey the other day. Uh -huh. And Corey had just came at the barbershop. His beard was all nice and black. Right. I was like, nigga, that ain't how your beard look. I was like, why is your beard all black? I'm like, dude, I know you. I done been around you. I say, I see you got the color in. He's like, man, why would you? He said, you called to hurt my feelings, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, dude, I'm just your boy. I called him. Hey, I just talking about what I noticed. But, oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Okay, so the next question is, uh, you know my slogan, TTBS, that's that bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, if it stands for anything and everything, absolutely no control over your life. So in your mind, what's that's that bullshit to you? Uh, uh, these these Trump supporters. I just, <laughs> man, I just I don't get it. What do you think I, gonna happen? What do you think gonna happen when he lose that election? I think I think is I think. I think he want his his people to act a fool with two things. I think one, he's gonna get his ass murked at the ballot box. Yeah. I think so I, I don't even think it's gonna be close. I don't think. It's I think it's a close. lot of. I think it's a lot of people that at they at the. This nigga here. I right, enough. I'm done. I think. I right. think a lot of people's at that point right there. And I think his followers are mostly ass. They bitches. They ain't about that life for real. They they bitches for real. And I think. The vast majority of them gonna crumble, and they they gonna bow down. Right, and they gonna so, go back in. The, they gonna go back into hiding. Yeah, and they gonna go back into hiding. Yeah, uh, and I I think that's what's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's the uh, that's that bullshit. His his yeah. they on one hundred and ten percent on that bullshit. And the opposite of that is what is the shit to you? Uh, right now, Deja Pale. Uh, and not necessarily just as funny. I think he's funny, but the one thing that I like that Dave Chappelle is doing for stand-up right now is he's taking stand-up back. He's giving comics the leeway and the room to have an opinion that is not necessarily popular. Again. Right. 
You know what right. I'm saying? It's not political. His opinions and his perspectives are not necessarily politi- politically correct. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily in line with what the masses are thinking of doing. And I think that's one of those things that has been missing from stand-up comedy uh, over the last few years. And for him to bring that back, I mm-hmm. think is 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 going to help everybody in the long run. I, again, it opened the door to have an opinion again. What'd you fit? What'd you think about Bill Burr's monologue? I thought Bill Burr's monologue was, it was in line with the Dave Chappelle. It was a right. comic who had an opinion that, right. that was willing to hold a mirror up to society's face and call right. them out on their bullshit. Call them out on their bullshit. Absolutely. Call them Absolutely. out on their bullshit. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, if I had to introduce you to the world, um, no one know who you were, what would be your walk-on music? Um... And, and, and I'm getting introduced to the world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is crazy. It would be a song by Nas mm-hmm. and R. Kelly. Okay. Called Did You Ever Think? Yeah. I got you. I got you. Know you. Song I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. This song. If you, if yeah. you, you ever think world, I'll be this rich? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You had these hits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You would be the Don. Absolutely. And with the 50 acre lawn. Yeah, yeah, that right there. Yep. That's dope. That's dope. Okay, okay. Uh, all right, so you exited, right? And and and, right. and 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 your career is over. You about to go to retire. What's your walk off music? Run this town tonight by Jay Z. That's easy. Woo! You got two bangers, man. Run you got two bangers. And I, I forgot you. You are you are a music dude. I think you yeah. do a lot of posts about people putting up a list of of songs and things like yeah. that. I don't know if you if you if you peeped. Uh, me and Marvin Hunter went back and forth asking the question. Uh, what was the golden era of hip hop? We we debated it online live. Oh no, I missed that. How yeah, did I miss and uh, that? and he took the side of 1993. Uh, so he had 92, 93, and 94, and I took the side Ooh. of 88. So I took 87, that, 88. That's the that's, that's the, the chronic. That's yeah. the chronic, chronic tang, yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I took 19, that's the Snoop Dogg and all right. that. Too. Yeah, I took 1988. Um, and that was like that was my wheelhouse. That's why I felt like that was the goal. Ain't that crush groove and all that then too? Nineteen eighty eight was uh Eric B and Rakim came out, uh EPMD came out, um you had Big Daddy Kane came out, his Marky e came out, uh oh, yeah, so that's audio the Fresh Festival era. Uh, Public Enemy, uh, yes. B- okay. BDP, all that, all okay. that was out in okay. 1988. <laughs> that's, a strong, that's a strong, strong year right there. So the debate was out there. It's actually, I think it's out on YouTube or something like that. But like, like we went back song for song. Like we was going back and forth, song for song, song for song. Y'all had to find so that. It was dope, yeah. man. It was dope. But we, like I said, we didn't come out with a, with a, with a winner. We just said, like, y'all post your opinion. Yeah, and it was a lot of people that was like rocking with my side. It was a lot of people rocking with his side. Like, yo, telling you, you know what I mean? They had yeah, their yeah. I like that's not. I like that. I like yeah, that. yeah. So that's that's dope. Um, last question: If there was another career that you would take, uh, as far as other than comedy, what would it be? Like, what would you think you would be doing if you weren't doing comedy? Uh, yeah, either a lawyer or a politician. Lawyer or politician. Yeah, which which most politicians are lawyers anyway. So absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so uh, yeah, either lawyer or politician. No doubt, no yeah. doubt, man. Yeah, man. Hey, man. Hey, listen. I I appreciate the time, man. Um, you jumping on the podcast. Hey, man. Um, appreciate you having me. 
No Thank doubt. <laughs> no doubt. No, no doubt, man. Hey, man, look, we'll stay in contact, man. Look, stay up. I'm waiting for the next big idea you got, man. I'm just going to sit back and wait and be like, yeah, lab doing another one. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm in so, the lab now. I'm, I'm trying to think of something as we speak. I I'm mean, doing, the, I'm yeah, doing I'm this. In the lab. I'm doing the same thing, man. I'm doing yeah, the same man. thing. So, <laughs> oh, one, one last story. We got to tell everybody this one last story. So uh, the, the the traffic ticket. Like I, <laughs> so hey. I get I get a phone call I get a phone hey. call I get a phone call now when I see Lab Love number pop on my phone I'm like he must be wanting me to do a show somewhere right that's the first thing I thought of I'm like yo this people got a date or something he trying to do he was like yo you in town I'm like. Yeah, what's up, right? Now, so two things went across my mind. I'm like, okay, first of all, he either in town to do a show or he need me to be on the show with him or this dude about to move and he need help moving. Like, that's like, like, was like you in town. I'm like, I hope this dude won't make me help move no couch nowhere or some chick house or something like this, right? So I'm saying like, you like, you in town? Like, yeah, you was like, yo, this was going on. And you told me you had a ticket that they was about, what, they about to suspend your license? Yeah, so okay, so in North Carolina, uh-huh, if you don't come to pay the ticket right. in person, they charge a four dollar it well, at the time it was a four dollar admin fee. Right. But they don't necessarily tell you about this admin fee. Right. So I paid the ticket. Right. And the admin fee, your license is isn't suspended. But what North Carolina won't do is sign the re- they won't do a release in your home state so like you can get your license renewed or something like that so right. what it'll say is you have a ticket pending in north carolina right <laughs> over four dollars over four dollars <laughs> right. so i had to call jay to go down to pay the reinstatement fee <laughs> in north carolina i remember that drill was funny i had just happened to be in town he was like, yo, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go to the DMV. And I'm sitting there looking, I'm looking at the phone like, is he serious? He want me to go stay in the line at DMV? <laughs> uh, but I was like, I'm going to pay you, though. I'm going to pay you. You did. I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you because I you know I'm asking. I know what I'm asking. So All I'm right. Doing. Yeah. And it was funny, man. Yeah. I went up there, and uh, I had a black lady up there. And I was trying to explain her what was going on. She like, oh, okay, I know what you're saying. Okay, I got you, I got you. She's like, just give me the name, give me the ticket number, you know, give me all the information, the license yeah, number yeah. and all that. She pulls you right up on the system. She told me the fee. I was like, that's it? She was like, yeah, that's it. I was like, cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like the, that's way less than what he had cash at me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and, but, the, and, but the thing about it is the, the ticket was like 16 years old. <laughs> that's, that's the crazy part about it. Like, you have got to be kidding me right now. I'm just glad they ain't put you in jail over that nonsense. No, because I wasn't driving in there. What I was trying to do is renew my license. Right. And so since I was trying to renew my license, there was the new license, so all of them connected throughout the states, and so that popped up. Right. So it's like, oh, this is this is crazy. Man, Man yeah, look, North Carolina is on that board. I went, I went to renew my license and realized I was blind as hell. I, it was like, uh, yeah, it's like, you ain't getting no license. You get some glasses. I was oh, like, damn, <laughs> nah, you got this bitch. <laughs> they said, read line three. I was like, stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> you got this bitch. It's like, Mr. Magoo. <laughs> yo, yo I, I, I literally told the lady, I said, yo, y'all just flashed my eyes with that camera. Like, how am I supposed to see line three? They was like, well, go over there and chill out for a second. Get your eyes together. 
I'm over like, there with my help. eyes or whatever. I went and looked again. I was like, I don't know what to tell y'all. Yeah. I, like, yeah, yeah. I know what to tell them. I'm going to get some glasses. That's I had what to go get some, I had to go get some glasses. That's what happened. But yo, man, so I'm I'm, I'm really gonna sign off this time, man. Appreciate the time, right. man. No <laughs> doubt. Put in the time, man. And yo, next time, man. I'm until I until I see you next time. I appreciate the time, bro. Most definitely, Jay, man. Stay up. Be blessed. Thanks for having me. All right, man. No doubt, man.